check. Check, check. Check, check. Check, check. Check, check. Check, check. Welcome to episode 133 of the Bite Me podcast. Today is going to be a little different. And uh, part of that reason is that, again, it's me instead of Adam here. Um, Adam will be here next week. Right now he is on a plane to the Midwest where people say things like, oh, yeah, you know, probably. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. We. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Is that your understanding of how Minnesota works? I think so. And that is my experience in the time that I spent there. But uh, I want to thank everyone for listening more in the time that he's been gone because our ratings have improved uh, over the past few weeks (laughs) that he has been absent. We assume it's total coincidence, but... We we assume uh, it's happenstance, but yeah, our ratings are up about 25% over the last month, so maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. So after we look at the fiscal units uh, at the end of this um, fiscal calendar year or whatever it is, we'll uh, we'll like see what happens. We might have to make some changes. I mean, that's why I'm replacing him now, right? You guys are getting me ready. It's foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I am, of course, Cliff Johnson. You've heard the melodious voice of Dylan. And Dylan, why don't you introduce today's special guest? Hey, yo! Hey, yo! Doing? doing good, man. So as you can tell, Vinny does not actually talk no. the way that, Sorry to disappoint. Uh, yeah, he doesn't He doesn't sound like he's from New Jersey. He also doesn't sound like he's from Boston. So I, I don't know what we do about either of those things. But uh, we are going to do a little bit of a special episode today and just talk about E3. So there will be no what we've been playing. There will be no questions. It's going to be all E3. Um, up top, we got to thank Vinny, though, for actually putting together essentially this entire episode. Um, I've barely watched any of E3. I've, like, cherry-picked stuff. Vinny watched everything. He live-streamed it on his Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash DaVinster. And, uh, like, put our notes together. It's great. So I didn't have to do anything, and that was very special. But we're going to talk about uh, we're gonna talk about E3. So we're just going to start. Um, What's E3? The, it is the elec- Electronics something, something, something Expo. expo. <laughs> yeah. The Electronics Entertainment Expo. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Maybe. I literally just made I'm that, entertained. So I'm also entertained. So uh, the way E3 works is that. E3 is actually happening right now. It really technically starts on Monday, um, but people start, uh, companies start putting out press releases and doing big performances way before Monday. So um, starting all the way last week, I'm going to say last Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, right? It feels like Thursday. Yeah. It's been a while. I I don't remember. Yeah. Google did a big presentation on Stadia. Um, Which feels like so long ago now. It does. Right? That's like old Um, news. Yeah. So Stadia had like a kind of initial announcement, I'm going to say like two months ago. Um, It's going to be a, you know, essentially what they told us at that time, it's going to be a streaming only service. You'll be able to stream to your phones and to your iPads and to your televisions via Google Chromecast, so on and so forth. This was more about um, the service itself and pricing. Um, do you want to tell us about the, the, the pricing, Vinny? Because I think you've got a pretty good handle on it. Yeah, so they're doing two things. So this November, they're launching the, I forgot what they called it, like... The Founders Edition. The Founders Edition, right. So it comes with a controller, that their brand new controller that's, I believe, wireless. I wouldn't see why it wouldn't be. Um, it is wireless, and I think like the cool thing about it is it doesn't connect right. to your computer. It connects to their computer in the data center. Mm-hmm. Did I just say data? Data. You know, sometimes data. it's like a game with the data. Right? You're a monster. That was bad. To reduce latency. Anyway. That's right. 
Uh, so yeah, it comes with their controller. It comes with uh, the Google Chromecast Ultra, which lets you do 4K. And it also gives you not only three months of it, the service for yourself, but it also gives three months of the service to give to a friend of yours. So the and that I believe they said is one twenty nine, correct? And it's seventy nine dollars, I believe, alone for like the Google Ultra thing. So I feel like it's a pretty good deal. And also, if you don't want to do that, you don't need to. Uh, I mean, if you want to get in this uh, this year, you do because they're. It's nine ninety nine a month if you want to keep doing the program for four K sixty frames per second on games you're streaming from them, um, but you don't need to do that come next year because there's going to be a plan something base Google base I don't remember uh, Stadia base maybe like yeah. yeah where you don't pay anything other than the games of course and you get ten eighty p sixty frames and that can be on your phone your TV your tablet your laptop computer anything you want so yeah, and, and so I think. A couple things is, yeah, it can be on your phone as long as your phone is a Pixel 2 or a Pixel 3. Right. Um, as of right now, I don't know how that'll affect. I mean, there is no Pixel tablets, so maybe it'll work on iPads. Right. Um, presumably will work on all PCs. I, I don't think they announced specifically on a Mac, which I kind of hope they do. But I think the, the end part there of what Vinny said is probably the most important part. Right. Is that you don't have to pay for the service, but you still have to pay for the games. So essentially... It's like Steam plus a streaming service. Um, I guess we'll talk a little more about uh, Ubisoft later. But initially during their conference, there's there's no games for it except Destiny. If you buy the Founders Edition, you get Destiny for free. Right. Um, which is initially I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then they announced later that Destiny is essentially going free to play for every other system as well. So it's slightly less cool. <laughs> well, it gets all the DLC in, in addition to. Like, yeah. it's not just the base free-to-play ones they're putting out. It even comes out the new DLC that's not even out yet, I don't yep. think. so. Which is cool. So you do get Destiny if you don't already have all of Destiny somewhere else. And it does have, again, not... Um, I don't believe specific to Stadia, but there is now cross-progression for mm-hmm. Destiny. So if you have a PlayStation save, you'll be able to... What it sounds like is you'll essentially be able to... to um, centralize your saves into a you know some sort of cloud location, right? So, which is cool. Like I'm very excited for that to happen. It's something like I've always wanted to be able to play Destiny on my PC, specifically with Vinny, and I wasn't going to level up another guy to do that. Yeah, so right. it's, pretty, um, it's that's pretty big news. I think that was my favorite part about the yeah. whole Stadia conference was the fact that Destiny Two got cross progression, yeah. which says something about it. But I also was a little bummed that it took until google stadia right. to let us have yeah. cross progression in destiny 2 like i don't know it, it is kind of an interesting like it's interesting to look at this and go oh so this is how bungie got a ton of money to buy their way out of activision like, right you can connect some dots now so uh, stadia is interesting i still think there's a huge amount of questions to be answered around um like how it will actually work and and whether it's something that people want. Um, I kind of question exactly who its target audience is, um, but you know, it's interesting. What uh, What do you think, Vinny? Are you gonna Are you gonna Are you going to Are you gonna pay money to get the Founders Edition? I don't think I'm gonna pay money to get the Founders Edition because uh, I think it's definitely something I'm interested in. But this is one of those things, right, where it's almost like investing in a brand new console because it's it's as if Xbox or PlayStation was just starting out. Because like you said, the, the the setback they have right now is 
they don't you don't have any games day one other than Destiny yep. Two if you pay pay for the Founders Edition. Um, I think it's a really interesting service, and I'm happy that they're actually talking about um, not specs, but like what you'll get with it. So 1080p, 60 frames, 4K, yep. 60 frames on whichever. And I think it's also important to point out that you don't actually need their controller, they've said. You can use yep. keyboard and mouse. You can use a Bluetooth Xbox, a PlayStation controller. Um, so I think just the fact alone that next year you'll be able to buy stream a game things. on there, stream things yeah. in general, and you can just say, hey, if I want to get one game. I mean, I'm not saying this is putting the Switch out of business because I don't think that's true, nor do I think xCloud will. But I think it's giving something that this everyone loves about the switch and is bringing it very globally to something that everyone has, which is either a phone, a tablet, a laptop, a computer. And you can just, at least with Stadia, you can just play it on your Google Chrome browser, which is pretty crazy to me. Really cool. I agree. The first time I played Assassin's Creed on just a Chrome browser, it blew me away. Yeah. Absolutely blew me away. So what about you, Dylan? You're going to buy into it? Um, definitely not in the near future. I uh, I'm very interested at the idea of it. I think I'm way more interested in X or uh, X Cloud, um, just because there is a game library. And I'm I'm admittedly like I, the the thing that struck me as curious about this presentation is part of the deal that we didn't mention is that if you subscribe at that ten dollar a month mm. um, price, you do get free games as part of that in kind of an Xbox Gold esque kind of way or a PlayStation Plus kind of way. Um, but they didn't mention that all at all during their yeah. their conference, which I thought was really weird. It was like a press release later. Um, and there's no details on it. Like, to me, this is still a little... Like, this is get it out there and get a bunch of people to pay $130, and then we'll release more details later, which I thought was kind of... I think it would try to get out in front of Xbox a couple yeah, days before no, to agree. say, hey, this is what we're doing. I 100% agree. Um, and I do... I, I do... I do worry a little bit about play, uh, Google's history of yeah. just like doing shutting cool things down. and then sh- shutting stuff down. And before it was always like, oh, hey, I mean, like I was really bummed when Google inbox went away, but that was fine. I could just move all my email over to Gmail and it was fine. It's not I don't like it as much, but I didn't lose anything. Right. Um, you know, when Google Plus shut down, it was fine. I didn't really use it much anyway but i don't want a bunch of games that i've only theoretically licensed right to just go away and so not having any ability to download them makes me a little bit cautious i guess um i totally I think, see that i don't think we've seen the end of what this could be and i mean really i think what will what will make or break this is whoever is the first company that does streaming that partners with nintendo because mm-hmm. Any of these streaming things on a Switch is going to be amazing. Like, that's 100% what I want, is streaming to a underpowered console that literally I can take anywhere and already has a joystick built into it. So Right. Um, oh, go ahead. I'm just hoping that it's going to... Like, this could be a scenario with, like, you know, Sega and Nintendo started off the big console thing. Sega's gone, but it kind of brought around a whole kind of new generation of... Oh, yeah type of thing so it's very possible that this won't succeed for google i'm not saying that they definitely have the money that they could put into it yeah. um but when you have like a billion dollar yeah. market cap it's amazing what you can do yeah so, yeah i i think it'll be interesting we'll see uh next up we're going to talk about the xbox conference and we're 
going to go into a little bit of detail, but I mean, this was 60 games. It was an hour and a half long, 34 games in Game Pass and 14 first party original, yep. 17. Um, if you really want to get detailed on this, Vinny and I did an hour and 20 minutes on the Xbox conference. It's on the Bite Me DLC feed. Um, so just go to bitemepodcast.com and you can uh, see that. Uh, we detailed every game on that. So we're just going to do a couple of highlights. Um, who wants to take Jedi Fallen Order? Dylan's drinking, so it's all you, Vinny. I uh, I think it looks real good, man. I'm very excited to see what Jedi Fallen Order is going to be like come November. I don't remember the date, but November, November 15th. The 15th. Before my birthday. There you go. Uh, it, very, it looks very Force Unleashed-like with an awesome story with lots of – it just looks like you're going to feel like a Jedi, which is kind of what you want in these kind yep. of games. Like, it's, you know, people always say that in God of War how good the axe feels. It looks like, anyway, that the lightsaber and all the force abilities you'll be able to use look like they're going to be a blast. So, so I'm hoping to see that will be the case. Out of curiosity, does it change your opinion of it at all when I, if I tell you that Remedy has said, like, this is going to be like a Metroidvania meets Dark Souls? <laughs> um, I, I feel like no. It doesn't change my opinion, even though I'm not a big Dark Soulsy fan. I, I feel like just seeing those eleven minutes, it doesn't scream Dark Souls to me that we saw. Apparently, uh, the the Dark Souls part of it is going to be that like you have to like combat is very, um, it's a lot of parrying and a lot right. of, uh, of that kind of stuff. I, I I don't know. I think it looked great. I didn't watch the long presentation that they showed at EA Play. Yeah. So I just I've seen the trailer for it, but. It sounds. I mean, I'm 100 percent willing to give it the benefit of the doubt because single player Star, Star Wars. Wars games are my yeah. jam. Yeah. So, what do you think, Dylan? Looks good. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's quite my kind of game, but it definitely looked. Yeah. Looked it good. Looked, it looked funny, and he's got a little robot friend, and I like little robot friends, so that's good. Um, what about Blair Witch? Blair Witch surprised the crap out of me. Like, I totally same. I don't understand a. I, I don't understand a video game being made in 2019 based off a movie that came out in 2002, yeah. 2000, 1998. I don't know. It's been a long time. I will tell you that. Blur Witch is not a new movie. <laughs> and I've never seen it, but uh, I've heard of it, obviously. But when I, saw the, when I saw the trailer, it looked really kind of interesting. I thought it originally it was like a new Outlast. Mm -hmm. But I kind of like how it seemed like it was a game where you are – going around with your dog in this spooky environment you, and it looks kind of like you do things and then the time goes backwards kind of yeah. and you kind of do the same thing not over and over but I couldn't it's tell hard if to was, describe if there was like a time loop mechanic yeah. or if you're something it was hard to tell from the trailer but I, I almost kind of wonder if the plot of it is cause the plot of, of Blair Witch if you haven't seen it is that three kids get lost in a wood while making a documentary film trying to find the Blair Witch I believe mm -hmm. um, and so I wonder if he is going in after those kids trying to right. find them so I don't know it looked fun I'm not like super into spooky games but I definitely I'm definitely in to try it so I think it's kind of cool too that it's going to be on Game Pass so you yes. can try it whenever you want and it, it looks like it's a horror game that's not just there to be a horror game. It seems yep. like it's going to have a story that's actually going to be interesting because, like, you know, games like Outlast are mainly there to just jump scare, scare you, you. Yep. which is fine, and that's there for some people, or Five Nights at Freddy's is another one of those, but I feel like games where 
it's a horror based kind of like Dead Space has a cool story along yeah. with it to keep it going along. It's not just there to be scary. So I think yeah. that's kind of cool. I'm definitely in. Um, Cyberpunk 2077. Um, there's a lot there. There sure is. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, there's. First of all, there's <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Um, we're all gorgeous. Is that is that the right is that the right quote? Uh, uh, you're breathtaking. Spe- That's yeah, what er, it was. Breathtaking. Everyone's breathtaking. Yeah. So yeah, Keanu Reeves is apparently going to be in Cyberpunk 2077, which is a I think a plus. I think. Yeah. Um, I guess. I mean, obviously, you don't know. Yeah. Right. Um, I, to me, the biggest takeaway, obviously they showed a big cinematic trailer of, of Cyberpunk 2077. Um, I don't know. I, like I've, I've said this, I said it in the other one too. I, I very much question whether CD Projekt Red has the, uh, ability to make a cyberpunk themed game that isn't going to be all sorts of problematic, but we'll see. Um, this, I thought the, the cinematic looked great. Um, I was very... Were you guys surprised that the combat is first person and not third person? No, mainly because... Uh, I mean, I guess because, yeah, they did Witcher 3 that it would seem obvious that they one, would do third person. And one and two. Right. I feel like it's kind of cool that they're kind of taking a different direction, though. And for people like me that I don't think The Witcher's for me, I still want to give it a shot at some point. But it's hard to say, hey, give, I'll give you 60, 80 hours of my time. But... Yeah. I want to try it at some point, but the fact that these guys have the record that they have with The Witcher being like such a phenomenal game from everyone that I've heard talk yeah, about it anyway, really uh, I'm excited because I am more into these kind of first-person story-based games, so I'm curious how it's going to be. Uh, I mean, I'm not even super into the cyberpunk scene either, but the game they showed like, I don't know, last E3, I think it was, a couple weeks afterwards, they decided they were going to show what they did last E3, which is like 43 minutes of gameplay. So I think it's kind of cool to see the, like it was really cool, the 43 minutes of gameplay they showed last year. And I could only imagine with the year and a half they've had to improve upon how it's going to be better. I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited to see it. You got a little bit of time uh, early next year, April 16th, it looks like. Yep. Um this next part is actually probably... I, I really liked the Xbox conference. I liked it a lot, actually. I think it was probably the best one. Um, but talking about Game Pass and PC Game Pass is... I could go on for hours. Um, yeah. Like I said, there were 34 games in this conference that are are going to be free on um, Xbox Game Pass. Um, including, as far as I could tell, every single ID at Xbox game that they're publishing in the next nine months. Um, a ton of games that, like Vinny was saying about Blair Witch, that I probably would not have played um, without Game Pass, but will 100% at least try with Game Pass, and I think that's crazy powerful. So if you if you don't subscribe to Xbox Game Pass... You should. Um, it's ten bucks a month. Go ahead and do that. And if you are a PC gamer, you now have the opportunity to subscribe to PC Game Pass. As a PC gamer, Vinny, tell me, tell me a little bit about it. I've been messing around with it quite a bit since they talked about it during E3. So they decided that hey, we're going to put a PC Game Pass by the end of August. They're going to have at least over a little bit over a hundred plus games. I downloaded like fourteen games right away the second I downloaded it. I've been playing a bunch. I tried Crackdown 3 last night, which I wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. I downloaded some State of Kid 2. 
I've been, I actually played through halfway of Gears 5's campaign. It's been just so much fun to be able to dabble in a bunch of different games without needing to pay for them. And already there's, I mean, there's got to be 50 games in PC games. I actually already, looked, right? I, I'm not even joking. I looked and there is actually already over 100. So I'm not really sure what they were talking about right. when they said we're doing over 100 by the end of August. But I mean, I won't let them know because I want them to keep adding more games. Yeah, I. Uh, it's a cool deal right now. You can sign up if you just are a PC player. You can sign up uh, for your first month for a dollar. And mm-hmm. then it's four ninety nine a month through September, right? Yeah, until the Xbox Game Pass for PC beta ends, which I would yeah. assume will be at August when they have all the games on there. Yeah, so definitely you know check it out for a couple months. That's free. If you are like me and you're both a console gamer and a PC gamer, you can uh, upgrade to what they call uh, Game Pass Ultimate, I believe. Yep. Um, it's fourteen ninety nine a month, and that gives you Xbox Game Pass. It gives you Xbox Gold. And it gives you PC Game Pass for fifteen dollars a month, which is a great deal, ridiculous deal. I mean, it's thirty dollars normally. So yeah. um, I can't tell you how quickly I signed up for that. Um, <laughs> the good news is, if you're also like me and you have a bunch of Xbox Gold and Xbox Game Pass prepaid, it just converts it over to Xbox um, Ultimate. Ultimate. So yeah, I don't have to pay anything through August of twenty twenty. Um, spectacular deal. Like I'm, I'm so excited to be able to play all these games. Um, it was kind of funny to, it was, uh, so I used to be a, a game fly member, the, the rental service and I canceled yeah. like maybe a month or two ago, but hmm. I still had a $5 credit left and I went into like, it expired yesterday. I'm like, I should really spend this before it expires. And I went in to look, I'm like, Oh, that game would be cool. Oh, I can get that's free in game pass. Oh, that game. Oh no, that's free in game pass. <laughs> And, like, I had to get into, like, the $30 games that I probably wasn't going to buy anyway before I found a game that just wasn't already in Game Pass. So right. It's a it's a phenomenal deal. Are Can you I gonna... play Devil's Advocate for a second? Yes. Because I love Game Pass, as do you. And Dylan, I don't think, is super into it, but I think he understands the value of it. Um, so with Game Pass, I've been hearing a lot of people saying – is Game Pass, and not shovelware being on there, because there's no shovelware, I don't no. think. But the fact that we, including myself, say, hey, Game Pass is a great deal because there's games on there we wouldn't play but can play now, is that really a good thing? Or is that a... Because I don't see, that, like... You would think that you want to get into this program to play games that, you know, you you would want to play but you can just kind of get instantaneously and not have to pay a lot. So like Halo Infinite for me is definitely going to be one of those games where I would probably buy even if I didn't have Game Pass, and even with Game Pass, I still might buy it. Because, I I mean, if I'm being honest with myself, there's not many games on Game Pass I would probably outright buy other than, like, you know, Gears 5. I I think... I know know exactly what you're saying, and I think that... Uh, you have to look at it in two ways. And I think, first of all, if you are the kind of... Uh, I, I would actually say that, that Game Pass is is a pretty good analog to Netflix. And all the time I'll talk to people, they're like, oh, there's nothing to watch on Netflix. I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, well, you know, there's just like no first-run movies on there. I'm like, nope, you're absolutely right. And if that's what you're looking for, you should spend $25 and go buy the Blu-ray if that's your thing and if that's what you want. But if what you want is entertainment and don't... And it doesn't have to be, you know, the Avengers Endgame. There's right. an amazing wealth 
of incredibly high quality things on Netflix that maybe you wouldn't think you'd want to watch and maybe you don't even know you love until you have a chance to actually see them. And so Game Pass to me is is almost like the best of both worlds though. You get all of Microsoft's first party stuff, which is great. And then you get a bunch of stuff that like I'm not going to I would not go out and spend $20 or $25 on Blair Witch. But and I and I may play Blair Witch and go like, "Nope, not for me." But a, I didn't lose any money doing it, and B, maybe I'll love it. Right. Um, I think that if you are a gamer who just likes games, if you are a gamer who likes to try new genres, if you're a gamer who likes wacky indie things that you know maybe you're not going to spend you know twenty dollars on a month, or maybe you just don't have the budget to go out every month and spend a hundred dollars on games you might want to try. Game Pass makes total sense. Um, but if you're the kind of gamer who buys you know, Call of Duty once a year and, you know, Call of Duty and Madden once a year. No, it's 100% not for you, but that's okay. It doesn't need to be. Right. So. Just thought it was a kind of interesting thing to talk about. You know, I think it's a, it's it's a, it's not a bad argument. I just don't necessarily think it's like a good faith argument. That's the kind of argument that I think people make. I mean, like literally as you had to say it as, hey, let's, let me be devil's advocate. That's the kind of thing that people that don't want to make good faith arguments say. Right. And, and, you know, like I said, is it for everyone? Absolutely not. Is it a phenomenal deal at $10 and might you get to play games that you would not get to play otherwise? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, I'm super excited about that continuing to be a thing. Uh, next up and see like this next game is a hundred percent. And unfortunately this is not in game pass. Um, but I wish it was, it's called Me 12 too. minutes and, it might be the most interesting game I saw at any show. It was quite E3. an intense trailer that I wasn't right. really prepared for. Right? So I'll, I'll set the scene in this. It starts as an overhead, and you're seeing a husband and wife talking at their kitchen table. So as if you were looking down on their like dining room with no roof on their house. And the wife says, hey, I've got a present for you. And the husband says, I know. And And he says, it's a... It's a it's a baby outfit. You're pregnant. And she's like, how do you know that? He's like, because I've already this has already happened to me in a couple of minutes. Someone's going to knock at the door and they're going to come in here and they're going to accuse you of killing your father. And I need to know what really happened. She's like, no, my dad died of a heart attack. And then someone knocks on the door and she's like, I don't know what's happening. What's happening? Did you call the police? And he's like, no, I need you to tell me what really happened. And then a guy breaks down a door. The guy tries to stab him. You know, he chases after he punches a guy and chases after his wife. And then they cut. And then you just see all these different scenes of the husband and wife trying to fight this guy away or the husband and wife dancing in their kitchen or the husband and wife sitting at their table. And the conceit of the game is that it eventually says is that you're stuck in a 12 minute time loop and every 12 minutes it resets. And so you have to use all the information you found during your last 12 minutes to try and solve what (coughs) happened in this game. And it looks absolutely intense the entire thing is done from a top-down perspective it looks like the entire game takes place in their apartment mm-hmm. um it looks really good but it looks kind of artsy too like it's not it's that's a hundred percent a game that is not going to appeal to every gamer right but man the people that are going to like that game are going to love that game i mean this is one of those games that i feel like i don't think i i think i'm gonna buy it but seeing this trailer i, I wouldn't have known if i just saw a picture of this right I wouldn't have known that this would be something for me, but uh, seeing 
the trailer, seeing how intense it, like, at first I was like, all right, this is just going to be some little indie game where they yep. just do, you know, a bunch of, and then it just got really dark and really intense. And I'm like, okay, I'm, yep. you got my attention. So 100%. Did they yeah, say when it's coming out? I don't remember. Um, no, it says coming soon. That it is a coming soon game. Yeah. So hopefully soon is very, very, very soon. That's, I hope so. That's what I'm hoping. Gears 5. Um, I'm really excited. It looks really good. I am not a Gears player. Unfortunately, I've only played like the first two hours of the first one. But this looks really, really, really good. You, since you, you have played some Gears, Vinny. Yeah, think? I was a big, big fan of Gears 2 and 3. I played a lot of it uh, back in the 360 days. And I love it. It's a great story. I think it's one of those games that actually really got me into doing campaigns that are both single player and co-op you can do them whenever you want hop in co-op really and they're just really good man i would even if you i don't know if they're on game pass on xbox i believe they are yeah gears one two three four are real good don't do judgment that game is awful (laughs) but um yeah gears five looks real good man i'm excited they're adding a new mode i forget what they called it but Um, it looks really fun it kind of looks like a escape escape mode yep it kind of looks like kind of like a dead cells area except for you're on a third person area and you're like going around and everything's kind of procedurally generated and you go through so they have two different uh they have this mode and there was a mode before they have horde where you go in there you try to defend pretty much one spot try to live 50 waves this one looks like you try to go through a bunch of different rooms to tr- you fight through those while you're being like chased by like poisonous gas. Well, and, the, and the, you plant a bomb, so right? You, you go in and plant the bomb, and the gas I think is actually the bomb you planted. Yep, because you're trying to kill all the locust people too. Yep. So looks cool. I, I think it's really interesting. And then they showed some of that gameplay. Looks real good. And then one of the like eight different games this E3 that got terminator in the game i don't know why there's like three or four games this year that got terminator but something's got to get people to like the terminator i guess i guess so so. uh that is a game pass game it'll be out september 10th looks real good i can't wait yeah so Vinny has an elite controller xbox elite sure do dylan has an xbox elite controller i have one but it doesn't work so i guess i have like half of a game pass or a, a pro controller uh what do you guys think about a new 180 dollar elite controller that it will work with bluetooth it'll work on the xbox scarlet it uh looks sweet looks real sweet it's 180 dollars though you in i want it real bad but i can't justify 180 dollars right now i love that it has bluetooth i love the 40 hour rechargeable battery because mine doesn't have that i've been using double a batteries yep. um and it's kind of cool they added the joystick tension thing yeah. which i don't i don't know how often i use that but for like f- things like racing Forza. games i feel like that would be really good um but yeah and then they made the they did the triggers they made an even smaller trigger press for that uh they had three different profiles on the controller instead of two it seems like they just kind of upgraded most things added yeah. the joystick thing rechargeable and then they're costing 30 extra bucks than I think the original Elite it's Controller because was. Because you get so. the, the wraparound rubber on the front. That's oh, like I love that, too. Yeah, too. yeah. It looks great. It's $180, though, man. Like, it's a yeah. lot of money. Um, I'm hoping it'll go on sale in, like, you know, six months after release. I don't think it will, but we'll see. Either. I think they'll be sold out for a while. Um, That's a hopeful Christmas gift for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it come? I, did, they didn't tell a date. I think they said November. November. They said November. So. November. I will add it to my Christmas list as well. Um, yeah. 
I was very happy to hear too. Um, actually, and we're going to go right into talking about XCloud and Scarlet. Um, I'll probably start with Scarlet just because it's a good transition. Um, it's the new, the new Xbox, Xbox One Y, Xbox One Z, Xbox. I don't know. Maybe they'll just call it the Xbox. Um, I legitimately thought before they showed Project, I thought it was just called Scarlet, and I was like, "Huh, that's kind of interesting," because I thought they did, and then to Project Scarlet, so very like, much like Project Scorpio. I think Project Scarlet's awesome, and I would love to just own a Project yeah. Scarlet. I think it's really cool. Um, Waypoint actually, the the idea they had for the name of it would be the Xbox Infinity, which that's I pretty liked a lot. Name. <laughs> I, I like that too. Um, it's. You know, if you we talked about the new PlayStation Four Five, I'm sorry, maybe six episodes ago, four episodes ago. Um, Scarlet's cool. It's all tech specs right now, and they literally mean nothing. It's way faster. It has RAM that's way faster. It has an SSD that's way faster. The processors, what, four times faster, eight times faster than an Xbox claim One the in, Yeah, they claim the entire console is going to be four times more powerful yeah, than the Xbox One It'll run at 120 frames a second. It'll support 8K video. I'll believe it when I see it. I well, don't see like You're not going to run video games at 8K, but right. I, my, my assumption is what it's saying is it supports whatever spec of HDMI that 8K output is part of. So I think they're coming out and saying this to say, "Hey, we're gonna f- we're future proofing the console." Because I mean, even high end PCs like my own that I spent way too much money on can rarely even do sixty frames four K. Yeah. So I don't I don't see that. I mean, hey, good good on, especially if they're not going to charge more than five hundred because yeah. I don't see them doing that. In, in a but. very control, my guess is that using technology. you can play Minecraft in eight K. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean. There's not even you can't even buy an 8K TV right, right now I don't think so it, it's all kind of dumb but whatever like you know five years from now you will probably be able to buy an 8K TV so cool people online which again I shouldn't be investigating I know I know I I didn't understand the hate that this kind of presentation got since Sony did this exact same thing a couple weeks back uh-huh. and it was perfectly fine i shouldn't have gone and you know looked it out but i was like they're like oh wow they only showed their console and they didn't show their console i'm like well i mean that's what sony did a couple weeks ago well and the only reason sony did it was either because you know wired got some a scoop that they didn't want them to publish without talking to them first or they went to wired and say like hey will you let us say exactly what we want to say without editorializing right. it all so right. it's fine like and, and i will say like i'm a huge xbox fanboy and i will tell you the exact same thing i said when the playstation 5 stuff came out is until you see one of those systems running a game made for it don't care about it you right. know like but on the flip side, it's going to come out holiday of next year, so you've got about 18 months before it comes out. If you put away, like, 50 bucks a month every month, between now and then, you'll be able to buy one, and everything will be great. Do you think the PS5's coming out holiday 2020? Probably. I would say thereabouts. I would assume they'll come out within two or three months of each other. So. It seems real weird that they haven't set a release date, or window even, for the right. PS5. I mean, That's whatever. why I'm a little hesitant. Not yeah. hesitant, but I'm like... Are they going to try to go head-to-head is my question. I'm sure it'll be close. And I'm sure yeah. that the Xbox will cost somewhere between five and $600 and maybe a little bit more if you want a bigger hard drive. I, it'll be, I think it's going to be absolutely great. It's mm-hmm. going to be 
exactly what you've seen going from the 360 to the one to the one X to the next one is it's going to be incrementally faster. It's cool that it's backwards compatible down yep. across four generations of games. It's cool that everything that's backwards compatible today will still be ex- back or backwards compatible on it. It's cool that all of your controllers will continue to work on it. I love that. And uh, for... is it just Bluetooth ones or is it all of them? Do you know? I don't know. Whatever. I think it's cool, too, that Phil Spencer said that they're not just going to stop supporting the Xbox One. They're going to be yeah. doing, at least for the next couple of years of the Scarlet being out, they're going to still be putting out, like, the next game we got, Halo Infinite, is also going to be on oh. the Xbox One, too. I'll be honest. Every single time Phil Spencer talks, I'm like, dude, you are so cool. Like, He's just that kind of guy that I wish he was my uncle, you know? Right. Like, I don't, I don't want him to be my dad, but I would love him to be my uncle. He'd right? just be that cool dude. I'd be like, hey, man, how's it going? Right. I, I constantly <laughs> hope I just run into him somewhere. Right. So I could just like, like, dude, I don't want to bother you, but you're really cool. Right. Um, yeah. XCloud um, was also, I guess, talked about a little bit, but kind not of. very much. <clears throat> yeah, I'll be honest. I was a little disappointed about this. Same. Yeah, they, they did announce that... Hey, xCloud's still a thing, and we're going to start doing a beta in August, August. I believe. Yeah, just to beat Stadia, I believe. <laughs> um, the other cool thing they did announce, though, is that if you don't want to purchase xCloud and you already have an Xbox in your house, that essentially all of the features of xCloud can be run from your own Xbox. So I have an Xbox One X in my living room. I will be able to push that Xbox to my PC, which I can already do, obviously. But I'll also be able to push it to my iPad, and I'll be able to push it to my phone. And I would presume they're going to figure out a way for me to push it to another TV as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know if there'll be a dongle. I don't know if it'll be a small piece of hardware. But that'd be cool. Like I have an X. I do not have an Xbox in the upstairs of my house. It'd be really cool to be able to push my downstairs Xbox to my upstairs TV. So, with you know, which and it's going to be free, which is cool. So and and they've already said that all your Game Pass games, all of your games you bought, are all going to be compatible with it, which is the big advantage yep. they have over Stadia. And if Sony does anything, yep. I don't think Stone. Maybe Sony will. I don't know. I, I I think if Sony was going to announce a streaming thing, they would have already. So I feel like they'd just be really left behind if they didn't, though, yeah. right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um. All right. Uh. To f- round up, Xbox. Uh. Vinny is the biggest Halo fanboy I have ever met. I mean that in a very positive way. Mm-hmm. Uh. Tell me about Halo Infinite. Actually, I... before before you tell me about Halo Infinite, were you as disappointed as the rest of the internet that they did not show gameplay? Absolutely not. This gave me exactly what I needed. Uh, would I have loved gameplay? 100%. Did I need it a year and a half? You know, I was talking to about this with some friends, and again, I don't mean to crap on Sony, because I love Sony still, um, but they've been showing Death Stranding off <laughs> for four years and hasn't gotten gameplay until two weeks ago. I, I literally, so, they've been showing Death Stranding for four years. I still don't know what kind of game it is. <laughs> and somehow it's totally fine that they just got gameplay maybe six months out from release. But a year and a half for Halo Infinite isn't enough. Yeah. I don't know. But no, I got exactly what I needed. I thought it was an awesome trailer. This gave me even just the guy that no one knows. He's just this random dude. And, and they made me feel for this guy right. with... He. It, it seems like they, this guy and all of the UNSC lost the war against the Covenant and the Forerunners, and you see the Halo ring that was destroyed. You see him on this ship. He's trying to fix it. It's, like, just him there. Uh, you see this, like, little hologram thing with his wife talking to his kid, and you hear, the, like, this really emotional scene between the two saying, I love you, Daddy, and all this stuff. Clearly, they're gone. Um 
and then all of a sudden, you know, the, there's this. It looks like there's a time lapse because he had no beard, to like a big bushy yeah. beard. And then you know the the ship that he's on is like you know this a hu- uh, friendly friendly person outside. He calls on the radio. He starts talking, wipes away the the front of his ship, and then all of a sudden you see Master Chief floating in the air, and you get that little nice piano press, the ding, and I yeah. got instant goosebumps the second I hear that. And then you know you he comes on the ship. And they made him look and feel a lot bulkier, which I think was a great move. Because, uh, I mean, he's in this giant suit that, you know, a lot of the time you forget how big and bulky this guy is. Well, with you forget the, the, that a halo suit makes you seven feet tall. Right, you know? right. And it's so great. You He, uh, you know, he's in there. He he fixes him. He, like, you know, sparks him. I don't know. Something oh, that, happens that was the, to make That was him the happen. coolest moment. Yeah. He's like... Because he, he gets in and it's, you know, he pulls Master Chief in, but Master Chief is unconscious, essentially. Like, yeah. his suit does not boot up. And you see him grab two sides of, like, you know, an electrical plug. And he's like, you know, please don't die. And slams them together. And then from inside the helmet, you see the the Master Chief suit boot up. And it's, oh, I don't was... care about Halo at all. And I was the same way. Like, this game gave me this this cinematic gave me chills it was, so, it was so cool and then you know you he, you go through the whole hud setup and then you see him try to plug in the chip into the back of his head and it says no ai detected which little spoiler but i mean even i know and i haven't beaten halo 5 yet that cortana dies which is really sad and you know How anyone that's i die i don't know i i'll have to play, halo, play 5. halo 5 we'll, yeah we'll co-op it but I I uh, I am really interested now because I mean yeah. I heard Halo 5's campaign wasn't great. I still want to go back to it because I love Halo. Can't wait for Master Chief Collection on PC coming soon. Um, but yeah, the AI dies. He's like, you know, what are we gonna do next? He tells Chief that we lost the war, and then they kind of cut back to the stage, and then they cut back to the another like very small trailer where he's walking sees his, like, big hologram, and then you hear Cortana's music, you hear Cortana talking to him, and then it just kind of cuts away. So, I don't know, man, I'm really excited. This gets me, it seems like they're going back and focusing on Master Chief some more. It it looks like they're going to be fighting from the bottom, so they're fighting from underneath, and it it seems you're going to be having a good time trying to, you know, win back the war, I guess. So I'm I, so excited. I, I guess the question is, if you had to end your conference um, on a game, would you have chosen Halo Infinite or I don't even remember the game that Ubisoft ended their conference on? <laughs> God, no. That was so bad, man. It was oh, so weird. Super weird. All right. Uh, that, that is Xbox. Like I said, if you want to hear us talk about all 60 of the games that they debuted, you can go uh, listen to the Bite Me <gasps> DLC episode that Vinny and I did. Uh, next good. up, It was real fun. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, next up is Bethesda. Um, it was an okay conference. Um, we're going to cherry yeah. pick a couple of things out of it. Um, one will be Fallout 76, which um, you've played a little bit of, Vinny, right? Or very not, little, very maybe little. two hours. Yeah, I played maybe, oh, 15, 20. And I actually really liked it. I know, I, I think I was, I think I was, I don't want to say in a minority, because I think there are still people that are really enjoying it. Um, I liked it a lot. Some other game just came out, so, and I don't remember what. I think I dropped, stopped that for Anthem, and then Anthem, Anthem sucked, and so I started playing <laughs> Division 2. Um, yeah. I just never got back to it. But the big news with Fallout 76 is, I, I guess, first of all, that Todd Howard came out on stage was like, yo, 
we, we screwed, screwed up. up. <laughs> we screwed up yep. bad. And I I think Todd Howard is one of the I I he's he just seems so trustworthy and so soft smoking. Yeah. It's like it's like having Mr. Rogers do your video game conference. <laughs> um so he was cool to to listen to talk to and, and they were pretty frank about hey, we screwed this thing up. Um and, and that they want to try and fix it. The the first big fix they are adding is that there's going to be NPCs in the game. So uh, I think that's a really big thing for I, people. I agree. Um, mostly just because that world felt really weird and empty, and you were having to yep. do all of your quests based off of like robots, right? Well, robots and like weird mission logs, and and you know finding notes on right. dead people and that kind of thing, which is fine. Um, like I said, I enjoyed the game. It felt very Fallout. 4e to me and and i know that fallout 4 is also not the most popular of those games so it was fine um like my dad still plays it to this day i every time i'm playing xbox i see my dad pop on and he's playing fallout 76 so man i mean i think it's really cool that they're bringing back human npcs it seems like that's what everyone wanted and being able to have you know new main quest lines doing that new weapons gear and then i think the fact that they're putting in like full dialogue trees for yep. these human NPCs gives cool. you the same feeling of Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 4, you know, yep. all the things that you love about that, they're not going to be gone anymore. Yep. You know what nobody wanted? <laughs> the, the really <laughs> weird battle royale they're adding? Yep. So there is it's called uh Nuclear Winter, I believe. Yep. It's a 56 player um, 52 player battle royale that is essentially based around the idea that uh, every vault needs an overseer and there can only be one overseer. And so the best way to pick who that overseer will be is to fight all these people against each other. And, you know, the person that comes out of the battle royale and wins is the the winner. So I don't know. It looks fine. It, it, it The one thing I will say that is really cool about it is that it does have like PV PVE. It looks like yeah. there are definitely like critters in the wasteland that try and kill you while you're trying to kill other people. Um, which I would love to see added to Fortnite or, or any of those games where you can't just like hide inside a bush for the entire yeah. game. I think it, it makes it interesting. So there's also base building, which seems real weird in that. Like real I know weird. they introduced that in fallout four, but if I remember correctly, the base building wasn't all that great. Kind of janky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so. so I don't know how that's going to work in a PvP environment, but I mean, hey, go for I, it, I guess. Either this will be really interesting and really fast-paced because of the enemy, the you know, like the, the critters, or it's just going to be bad. But whatever. It's out now, I think. You can actually go play it, I believe. So maybe I should boot up Fallout 76. We'll try it out. There you go. Um, the other thing I'm going to talk about real fast that is actually not in our show notes is, like, <clears throat> Are you shocked every time they say, like, and here's new stuff coming to ESO, and the crowd goes nuts? Like, the the the, the clapping and the crowd reaction for ESO, um, I guess Elder Scrolls Online, if you're yeah. not familiar, is insane. Like, those people love that game. I mean, I didn't realize it was as popular as it was, but even when I was doing the my watch-alongs on Twitch... There was Josh and Megan were both super excited yeah. too. They were going crazy. I'm like, I didn't know this was a thing people were super excited about. And that, that trailer was like seven minutes and mm-hmm. it was real long. And I'm like, all right, it's a CG trailer. They're like, no, keep it going. I'm like, hey, all right. It's <laughs> yeah. cool, man. I mean, I like killing dragons too. But And I guess it was fine. Like I've played yeah. it. It's fine. You know, I still want to play it. Yeah. I have it on PC. I haven't played it yet. It's okay. Like I don't have anything against it. It's just I, I was shocked that it gets that kind of – 
love. So I also want to mention Ghostwire Tokyo real quick again, not in our notes, mm-hmm. which is the new IP they showed. It was from the people that made the Evil Within games. Um, kind of looks cool. I mean, it was just a CG trailer, yeah. which I mean, that's all we got from a bunch of games, all E3, to be I, honest. I but and I think the thing is, is like I think it's absolutely fine to like I. I agree. It looked really, really, really cool. But people that are just like going crazy about this game, I'm like, dude, it's Death Stranding. You don't even know what kind of game that is. Like, you can say that The Evil Within is kind of like a stealthy horror game, and this might be a stealthy horror game, but you have no idea. So, getting super excited over a game that like that, I go like, you should, you can 100% say like, that trailer looks awesome and I'm mm-hmm. excited about the possibility of what that game could be, but I, I've been shocked at how pumped people are for a game that you don't even know what it is. And I feel like that's kind of the difference between say the Halo Infinite one and the Ghostwire Tokyo right. one, right? You know like Halo, Halo Infinite, <laughs> and not only, well, that's a, that's a series, but even in that one trailer, it tells you a lot of things mm-hmm. like, they lost the war, they, they clearly have been lost forever, and, you know, now they're coming back to save it. This didn't really show anything other than people like being Thanos snapped. Well, and I, <laughs> I think maybe the difference is, too, because I actually listened to uh, another podcast talk about it for like 15 or 20 minutes today. And if I guess if you're really super familiar with a lot of like uh, both Japanese culture and Japanese horror, there mm-hmm. are a lot of things in that game trailer that you would notice that I 100% would never right. notice. So, like, they were talking about it being excited about it. I'm like, okay, I guess I can kind of sort of understand what you're talking about, but still, like, it's it's a CG trailer. It's just mm-hmm. a CG trailer, so. Yeah. Anyway, um, what is not a CG play- trailer is getting to kill Nazis. Um, and I'm, it's always fun. I'm very excited for Wolfenstein Youngblood. It, uh, it comes out place, real soon. It comes out super soon. It, uh, Come, let's see, comes out July, July 26th. So, no, that's the Cyber Pilot. It comes out, oh no, the, they the same both day. do, which is real weird to me. Yeah, so uh, Wolfenstein Cyber Pilot's a weird VR game, looks strange, um, but probably fun. Uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood is you play BJ Blaskowitz's twin daughters. It's set 20 years in the future. Um, the Nazis still control most of America, it appears, um, and Europe, and so on and so forth. You have not, the resistance has not managed to win, I guess, in 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, you play as his twin daughters. You can play the entire game co op, or you can play it single player. It just looks, I mean, I have absolutely adored the last two Wolfenstein games, and this one just looks like more of the same. Anytime I get to kill Nazis, I'm I'm 100% behind it. Yeah, I just started Wolfenstein 2, been having a lot of fun with it. Um, I'm very excited to play this. I wish, again, I will say, I was going to throw it in at the end, but I am a little disappointed, because Cliff and I, you you and I talked a lot how we were saying this E3 was going to be the E3 of crossplay, yeah. and we didn't, didn't get happen. that. Didn't happen. We didn't. The closest we got was cross progression with Destiny Two. Yep. So I don't know. I'm hoping that becomes a reality sooner rather than later. I yeah. think with going off on a tangent now, but with the new Call of Duty coming out, doing cross play with everything, I think that could set the world on fire with cross play. We'll see. I hope so. I really. Hope I do so. too. Um, I'm gonna actually skip down to Doom Eternal. We'll uh, we'll yeah. end with Orion. Um, Doom, Doom Eternal looks. Like more so Doom much fun. looks like more Doom. They, I don't, I don't know what you can say about it, but it looks like more Doom, and that's absolutely fine. I just beat the first Doom. Well, Doom twenty sixteen. It was such a good time. It's definitely one of those games where if you just want to go in a game and shoot 
the crap out of things and then, you know, just have a fun time doing some cool assassination things on them. That's what you can do. I, and they and they added they said they're adding a new multiplayer mode that's like a two v one mode where two of you play yeah. as demons and then there's one hunter. I, I give them props for trying it. I don't think it's going to succeed, but right. I th- I we'll think see. it could be a cool thing. I uh, I I did actually beat the original Doom like Doom 1992. Uh, <laughs> there you go. There I go. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of, of the last Doom, the 2016 Doom, but music's I, real good. Oh God, the music is so good. Mick so Morton, good. Dylan right? and I all the time will just come to work and we're like, bad mood, bad mood, <laughs> and we'll just like crank the Doom soundtrack. And so good. It's so good. Like it's really, really, really good. So yeah, Doom Eternal. Like I said, it's just more Doom. I hear it runs great on Stadia. That's actually Stadia. That's actually what they're demoing on it. I think. So. Yep. Cool. Um, last thing is the wackiest thing for Bethesda. It's real weird. Well, I'm not going to say the wackiest. That that was probably, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, Devolver? <laughs> no, yeah, God. Uh, no, the Commander Keen mobile game. God, um, that was so bad. Yeah, you know, like, I don't know. I'm sure it's fine. Like, people, sure. it, people. We don't need a 10 minute presentation on it, though, I don't for know. a mobile game. Like, I, I mean, but, but, like, to be fair, like, no, maybe you don't, but, like, there are way more mobile gamers than there are PC gamers or uh Agreed, gamers. but I don't think those mobile gamers are watching E3 for that reason. Well, but I don't <laughs> think most people actually watch E3. Most people, I mean, they use E3 as a giant press release, so right. they do things at E3 in order to get press. And That's Commander fair. Keen is also, like, like I, I don't it's want... like a 1995 I, IP, right? I don't want to say, like, you're not old enough to understand, but nah. Commander Keen was huge like yeah. and would not have existed a lot of games today would not have existed if commander keen didn't exist so mm-hmm. i mean well, I, like to the point of i think cliffy b made commander keen <laughs> so like i'm not 100 percent sure there i might be wrong but like that's the kind of of history that game has where it was massive hmm. um so i thought it was kind of, but again it looks like a kind of crappy mobile game so yeah whatever. like don't, i guess maybe that's the point is don't crap on it because it's a mobile game crap on it because it looks like a bad mobile game <laughs> sure um but no orion is this weird tech demo that they pulled out right in the middle of their their presentation and apparently what it does is it like like since it's like a middleware in between your game engine and xcloud or stadia and just yeah. makes it run 20% faster. So you ha- need less bandwidth to – in order. It, it means you need 20% less bandwidth, essentially, to play a game at the same frames per second and resolution. And I'm like, that's super cool. I have right. no idea why you're talking about this at E3. Like, this is a, this is a thing that you go to, to developers and you go like, hey – we have this thing like you don't Bethesda also makes a bunch of game engines um, and they weren't like hey have you guys seen the latest Doom engine let us do a 10 minute presentation on how awesome nah. the Doom engine is um, and so I thought it was a really wacky thing to bring out in the middle of a pre- in the, that kind of conference it was really strange and not only on top like cool you guys are doing this that's awesome but then they're like yeah you can sign up for the beta for it I was like why why <laughs> What do, what do we what are we beta testing? I will say gonna... actually the reason to sign up for the beta is because you get to play uh, Doom twenty sixteen with it. So sure. if, if you go if you have not played Doom twenty sixteen, you can play it for free on the PC by signing up at um, Doom Slayer. 
I think it's the Slayer's Slayer Club. Club. Yeah. Yeah. So if that's your I don't know. It was a real weird thing to present. Yeah. Also, they brought up some people playing it on stage, and I'm like, what is this showing us? Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> weird. But, I mean, but okay. like, cool. Like, cool, yeah. I guess. Good on them. Uh, so that's Bethesda. Do we want to even talk about Devolver Digital? Like, that conference just makes me angry. I just want to mention how wacky they're conferences are the past couple years i thought they were kind of dumb and i wasn't going to watch it this year but i feel like maybe because i was watching it with some friends over on twitch that it was more hysterical to watch because it's it's just so dumb and i kind of enjoy how meta i guess is the word for that they are like it was funny to see them take jabs at things like oh yeah maybe we should just start selling a bunch of mini consoles to get some (laughs) some easy money yeah, it's just a very uh, satirical show. I, to me, is it great now? To but... me, it's like to me, it's like Wendy's. Um, like Wendy's is really well known for having like a super snarky social media presence, um, mm-hmm. and like people are like, oh, I love Wendy's. Like they're they're so funny on the internet. And I'm like, yeah, but they're still a huge corporation that screws over people all the time. Like Devolver Digital, yeah, they've got super funny. E3 conferences, but like they're still just a game publisher. Like yeah. it's still just a giant commercial. It's just a different kind of commercial than everybody else's. Um, and like I was telling Dylan today, I'm like that conference must cost them hundreds of thousands of dollars to put together because right. it's like a movie. It's like a 45 minute movie with. A, I mean, they roll credits at the end of that thing, and I'm like, how much? I always wonder if people that have games that are being published by Devolver Digital that don't make it into that show go like, man, sure would be cool if instead of doing that, you'd bought $20,000 worth of Facebook ads for my damn game. <laughs> um, right. I don't know. It's It was fine. It was. I, I think you're right in that I hated it less than I've hated it the last two years, but I still hated it a yeah. lot. So yeah. I don't know. I, I am very excited about... Um, there was a couple games that actually Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout looked like could be a bunch of fun. Looked like a Gang Beasts physics yeah. type game with like a hundred people ish. Looks like fun. Carry On looked like that thing yeah. in Inside. That Carry you just On plays that awesome. Inside game that looked really cool actually. Um, um, and then they launched that like knockoff version of all their games, which I thought was so kind of funny. Weird. Um, I am very excited about uh, what's the Pedro game? Um, My friend Pedro. My friend Pedro. The game looks it looks awesome. fun. It comes out in like. June 20th, yeah, like eight days. Weeks. Oh, yeah, June 20th, eight days, wow. So, anyway, that's Devolver. Um, Ubisoft. Um, Ubisoft did a lot of Ubisoft-looking stuff. Um, did a lot of Tom Clancy. A lot of Tom Clancy. Um, Watch Dogs Legion. It looks... I really, really enjoyed the presentation of this. Yeah, it looks really cool, but I, I think it's really interesting in that I, I I did, too. I was super hooked on it. I have not played any of the Watch Dogs games. Me either. Um, but... I I was really into this, and it looks like it's kind of a cool game where you can literally like recruit anyone on the street to be. There's no protagonist. Yeah, you, you just are whoever you wish to be, and that can be a young punk kid that you know knows how to do drones. It can be like this old lady that knows how to rob banks. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that looks really cool, and I think it's a really interesting idea. And it looks really pretty, but I'm still not exactly sure why or what we're doing. <laughs> like, there was a yeah. lot of there was a lot of gameplay in that video for me to go like, okay, what's the plot of this game? <laughs> yeah, so seems like the entire point is just to go against the 
authoritarians of yeah, London. And, and that That's could what it be, seems. It is cool that it's set in London. It was really neat to... I, I've only been to London once, but it's that kind of city. It's kind of like in Seattle. Like, if you come here, you're like, oh, I've been near the Space Needle. Um, yeah. London's that, you know, I've been to, you know, Big Ben. I've seen the giant wheel, you know, whatever. So yeah. I, I enjoyed that. Um, and it, it does look like maybe it's just set in, like, a near... I think it was, a like, a post-Brexit future. Yeah. Um, where, like, an authoritarian government has taken over the UK and you're just, like, a group of weird hacker rebels, I guess, that are yeah. fighting back, so... I, I think it's incredibly ambitious. I don't know how well it'll feel when you're playing it, yeah, but the know. fact that they say that you ultimately can hack any, any NPC you see in the game, you can become that character. Each one has unique... Uh, like dialogue and animations, like yeah. it seems incredibly ambitious. I hope it. It looks fun. March sixth, twenty twenty. So what I will say about Ubisoft is that they, over the past two or three or four years, have shown that either they launch games that are just very good at launch. Um, like I've the Division Two has been pretty flawless for me. Yeah. Um, or they do games that are not very good at launch, but that they, um iterate on and make better um, Rainbow Six Siege and um, For Honor probably being the most notable so For Honor is super weird to me it's super I didn't weird. know people still played that it's if I'm got, being honest but people still do they yeah, I mean clearly. they did a, an update in May where on May 4th literally just for that one day you got yeah. lightsabers so yep. people play it I guess it's an audience yeah um, I, I did not pay a, a like Ghost Recon Breakpoint looks fine. It looks yeah. like it's got the guy from Shane game. Shane from The Walking Dead's in it. I don't know his name. I forgot his Whatever, actor name, Dead. but he's a cool dude. He's the bad guy in the game. It looks like another Wildlands type game yeah. that I would like to play, but it seems like one of those games that you would want to play with people. Although they did add, apparently in Wildlands you can't you couldn't uh, play. Like, you can play by yourself, but you would only be by yourself. Now they added AI oh, nice. that you can play with. So now, you, if you are by yourself, you'll have AI that are helping you. So yeah. I think that's kind of cool. Could be. Could, could go either way. So Yeah. Um, they, this also, during the Stadia conference, this breakpoint was the game that they showed um, the new tech inside of Stadia where you can see, like, four other – all your other – that was really cool, players, yeah. Players, cameras. So, in theory, you could see what they're seeing, which is interesting, I guess. Um, yeah. It, hard to say if it would be handy or not. Right. Um, Rainbow Six Quarantine. I or, uh, Yeah, Rainbow Six Quarantine. I don't know. I, I don't even know if I saw that one. Honestly. This was super interesting. Um, it was basically a, a horror kind of game set in the Rainbow Six Siege kind of universe. Right, Dylan? Is that about right? Yeah, so uh, probably about a year ago when they did Operation Chimera, I think it was, then they had what is essentially like Left 4 Dead within the game. Um, I call it Left 3 Dead because it is uh, squads of three, um, and you fight infected. Basically the same premise as Left 4 Dead. Uh, So you'll go through a PvE area and fight different infecteds, and there's bigger ones. There's ones that are faster that do different things, um, but you play as Rainbow Six characters. It actually works really well, so I'm guessing based on how well it was received, they're turning it into a standalone um, game. game. Which I think is really cool, because, yeah, it's a 3VE, yeah, because the... the I don't... They did, we didn't really see who they're facing. It's probably zombie-type things. Um, it... 
I've always really loved the world of Rainbow Six Siege because of how destructible everything is and how you're able to break down some things. And I've always, I've just not been able to get into it because I suck at the PvP in that game. But with this kind of environment inside of a PvE, well, like I could totally see you, you know, doing all your traps and stuff with all the characters, with all the abilities everyone has, being able to do that in a PvE setting would be really fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's again a game you're like you said that I have not gotten into, but yeah, that's that particularly sounds quite quite fun. I'm, I'm a big fan of PVE. I'm not not a big yeah, and that's brand new, there, so that looks good. Um, I was gonna say too, I don't think I realized that uh, Breakpoint comes out so soon. That game comes out in uh, September, or no, oh, wow. Beta's in September, comes out October fourth. So that's, gotcha. that's very soon. Um, Rounding out, well, actually, so I added Just Dance 2020 into this list, and that's only, like, I don't care about Just Dance at all. Like, it's 100% a game that is not for me. But that game's also coming out on the Wii. Not the I Wii U, so the funny. Wii. Um, and people on the internet were like, why is it coming out for the Wii? And apparently the answer is, is there still, like, do you guys, I mean, maybe not. Do you remember back in the day when the Wii was huge? They yeah. started putting them in, like, old folks' homes and, like, rehabilitation centers, um, both, like, drug rehabilitation, but also, like, um... Uh, like rehab centers for people that like need to learn to walk again, that kind of stuff. They put mm-hmm. Wii's all in those those places, and because the Wii was kind of built like a tank, they still have them and they still work. So they will buy the new version of Just Dance and play it in those places, so, which is the reason it's actually coming out. Which I think is absolutely. I think hilarious. it's real funny. So. Uh, Pretty cool, though. Also, uh, probably the, off... the only IRL trailer we got. We got some CGI yeah. trailers, but uh, we got a, a nice IRL Dylan, trailer. for uh... Dylan watched me suffer, and he suffered through that with me. It was definitely something. It was fun. It was all right. I mean, it's fine, um, I guess. It's not really any different than any other trailer that you get for the yeah. show gameplay, right? Like, yeah, But it exactly. is kind of weird when a bunch of people just get up on stage and dance. <laughs> With a panda, yeah, whatever, it's good. I will throw out uh, Gods and Monsters. God, Gods and Monsters was actually yeah. the the game they ended the uh, the show with. Um, it's made by some of the former Assassin's Creed folk. It looks very Breath of the Wildy, but it has um, it's full of like Greek um, gods. Which I mean, it sounds like it could be absolutely cool. Um, it was a weird trailer to end their conference on, though. Super low key. Yeah, really like it was kind of like a very like a. Oh, huh. It was very anticlimactic Super. the way that it ended. Because, like, they didn't even really say they were ending. They're just like, all right, and here's our next game. And then it, just... and then it ended. And I'm like, oh. uh, oh. okay, yeah. sure. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty. It's a pretty-looking yeah. game. I'm hoping I'll like it because, uh, I mean, I love Greek mythology stuff. And I always have. Same. So, I don't know. It, it seems like it's real weird that it's coming out so... I guess kind of soon, February twenty fifth, twenty twenty, and they didn't really show anything. Nope, real weird. Which okay, cool. Um, you do you. The good news is, is assuming that game's coming out on the PC. If you subscribe to UPlay Plus, you will be able to play it for free. Um, they announced their. Uh, I'm going to say their version of Game Pass, but it's actually probably closer to um, EA's EA yeah. Origin Pro, EA yep. Origin Elite. I don't know what the 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 paid EA Origin that's on the PC um, lets you play a hundred plus games um, in the Ubisoft library only on PC. So this is again PC only. Um, it's fifteen bucks a month. 
Um, and we'll, but we'll include all of their new games. So I guess if you're like a big Ubisoft person, this is probably a good deal. Um, I guess, I mean, I guess it is if you buy three full price, $60 games a year that are all Ubisoft that will even out, even out. And Dylan was saying, actually tell, tell, tell people at home, Dylan, what you told me, because I don't exactly understand how this works, but you seem smart. Well, I was kind of thinking if, if you're someone who plays at least probably two of the ongoing games like Division or Rainbow Six, I'm going to talk on Rainbow Six specifically, like every year you're going to spend $30 on their year pass. So that, I mean, essentially that's two months, right? So, and then if you figure the price of the game and then yeah. I, Division DLC is $35. Same way. So, and that's going to go for a year and then they're going to reboot it two years later with a new game and then whatever. So, I mean, I think enough of their games have that revolving ongoing content that you're going to be getting. So I don't think it's as outlandish of a price unless you're a casual player. Like it's not for any of us. Uh, So, but I think if you're someone who plays the division and rainbow six and enjoys Assassin's Creed when it comes out and far cry, like if you enjoy those four games, like it, the price is probably built in without doing very hard math at all. I would guess Um, if you play them ongoing, I guess not getting them after the fact. I mean, I gave him a lot of crap too. that. Like when I first saw it, I was like, this doesn't seem worth it. And then I was thinking that it is the same price as origin premier access, whatever it's called, because theirs is also $15 a month for, I believe so. Yeah. The big one on PC. But um, I, I don't know. It, to me, it's minimum five dollars too much. Yeah. I agree, yeah. but I, I, I mean, I guess we'll see how they, yeah. how it's handled for I, them. I, the, I, go ahead. The issue, I think, for me is I, I would say that it's worth fifteen dollars a month, but the problem is it doesn't have a variety like Game Pass. So I'm probably yeah, actually right. not going to play. I'm going to get play it even less than I'd play Game Pass. Even though you could probably argue that the game quality overall is probably higher. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we can be very frank in saying, too, that a lot of Ubisoft games are very similar. Like, the difference mm-hmm. between Far Cry 5 and Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Creed Origins, not much. They setting. got real, and, real similar. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Climb so, this tower. Be a bird. Get a few points down. Yeah. I, I played Far Cry 5 and went right into Assassin's Creed and was like, oh, no, I don't want to do more of this. So I guess if you're a big Ubisoft fan, this might be for you, but I would way rather spend that $15 a month on Game Pass Ultimate. Game Pass Ultimate, yeah. You know? um, or I would rather spend $10 a month on Game Pass PC. So mm-hmm. um, the only other kind of interesting part about this is in 2020, Uplay will be available on Stadia. Um and so for $15, like, this is actually, right here to me is the the only argument I've really heard for why Stadia makes sense. Is if you are a gamer who does not own a console and does not own a PC, or at least not a, a gaming PC, you could buy Stadia or not buy Stadia. Get the, the free tier of Stadia and get Uplay. And for $15 a month, you could play essentially really good PC games on your TV without having to buy a console, in which case, you know, you don't have to put out the $500 from Xbox one X. You don't have to put out the $1,200 for a high end PC. And so $15 a month becomes way more 
you know, palatable, even $25 a month becomes way more palatable when you look at them having a hundred games you could play, um, without having to make that upfront, um, price. Um, I, I would, I would very much be shocked if, um, EA origins also does not come to stadia. It just makes right. sense. So we'll see. And in that case, then you're paying $25 a month or $30 a month, in which that's not bad. Like, that's the price of half a game every two months to have access to, you know, 200-ish Origins or EA games and Ubisoft games. That's that's not bad. So Right. Um, next up, Square Enix. Um, none of us are super into, like, JRPGs. Like, if you have not heard... Final Fantasy VII is getting remade. It's episodic. It's coming out in a couple months. It's going to be on two Blu-rays. Um, if you have not heard, Final Fantasy VIII is being remastered. It does not look significantly better than it did when it was first announced or when it first came out. But I guess if that's your thing, cool. Um, Kingdom Hearts Three DLC. Kingdom cool. Hearts DLC is coming out. Um, there's some Dragon Quest stuff. Octopath Traveler is coming out. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles is coming out. Um, Life is Strange Two is still episodically coming out. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, more Final Fantasy fourteen stuff, uh, just not our jam. So we're not going to talk about it because that would be dumb. Um, I know what we what are going to talk. You. Yeah, exactly. I, I would not. Uh, I would not make good decisions. Um, what we will talk about is Outriders, which I thought looked pretty cool. But again, it was just a. It was a cinematic trailer, so looks cool. It's a uh, up to three player co op action adventure shoot guns game but maybe you have magic too because the lady at the end of it definitely shot fire from her hands it's um, also from the devs of bullet storm which is a really wacky fun game it's from the devs i thought of anyway bullet storm and from someone else too so yeah the gears of war judgment which is yeah. i don't know why they were publicizing that because that game was awful but <laughs> um you know so that that looked cool um the other game that might have looked cool depending on which part of the internet you believe is <laughs> marvel's avengers um yeah. which is a up to four player i believe yes uh game where you get to play as iron man or captain america or hulk or thor and black widow and maybe hawkeye they're not sure yet um it's gonna have single player and four player co-op um it looks cool it you know it, it's coming out to all the things it's coming out may of next year um the internet seems to be a little hung up on and i tend to agree that um it looks like they took the character models maybe like let's say they modeled scarlett johansson as black widow and then just hit her with a bat a bunch of times and that's the model that they're gonna make this game with um or they did it after their stunt doubles yeah like the the Literally, and I guess what we're we're getting at is the 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 models do not look like the. It's not Robert Downey it's Jr. It's not Robert Downey Jr. and it, it's not Chris Evans. It cat. looks Black Widow actually like looks them. like Lord Farquaad. It does. It does. She it does. honestly they doesn't do. bother me as much as it seems a lot of people online are making it out to be. Mainly because it seems like Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix were very upfront in saying, hey, this is a completely different Avengers game. It's not the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's not based off the movies. It's a completely di- – I mean, people aren't saying that, hey, the Iron Man in the comics doesn't look like Robert Downey Jr. People aren't mad about that. I Granted, I'm not saying that the character models look great. I think they definitely need to be worked on. I don't think they look – Iron Man, What looks his suit in particular to me looks a little odd. Uh, but, I mean, it's still a year and a half out, so I feel like they definitely have time to uh, 
I you know change what they need to. I mean, first of all, it's a year out, less than a year. Um, yeah, but sorry. but I I don't know. I, to me, I think it's very strange that you would make a a Marvel movie today at the very end of like what ten years of Marvel movies. And go like, oh no, 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 this isn't based on that, right? Like, it's, no, it's, like this is this is something different. I mean, there's Marvel Ultimate Alliance three coming out too, and no but one's that, particularly upset about that, that either. Called? Marvel, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, not Avengers. That's the yeah. key. It came off the coattails of Avengers Endgame, and when it's also three, right? So it's it it has extra connotation that. Marvel Ultimate Alliance doesn't have because yeah. it's, it's just it's just Marvel Ultimate Alliance that's not tied to any of. I mean, they called Marvel Spider Man Marvel Spider Man, and there was also not hate for that Spider Man in that game either. He wears a mask. I, uh, he wears a mask, I, and then he takes it off. <laughs> I don't see that in the trailers. Um, <laughs> I, I to me, I think the thing is, is like Dylan and I talk about this a lot because we we unfortunately have the pleasure of dealing with. Um, royalty free audio no. um and like you can go on to royalty, royalty free, free audio sites, <laughs> yeah and say like hey i want a song that sounds like more than a feeling and they will give you a song that sounds reasonably close but legally distinguishable from more than a feeling and you can put it on mm-hmm. the background of a of a video and people will go like it sounds sort of like not no maybe no it's not no and that's what that entire video game looks like to me is like hey that's marvel no maybe mm-hmm. i don't know and then I, you add in the voice acting and you know and i mean granted they got great voice actors for great. it great but those aren't the people from the movies i don't know it's probably still gonna be fine and i love the idea of four player co-op superheroes and i and I think that's the thing too is that we haven't seen really gameplay. Apparently, there was gameplay snippets inside of that yeah. trailer that they didn't distinguish. Like, but I feel like when you're in third person view, you're going to be almost always in your suit. I imagine. I don't <laughs> either. In your suit, you're always hulked up. You're. I mean, the the only ones that you might be able to see a little bit of is Black Widow and uh, almost a Chris Evans cap. Um, I don't know. I it doesn't bother me all that much because it seems like they were very transparent in yeah. saying this is completely different. It bugs it's me. not like it's not like they're pretending to say this is you know this is Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. If if they said that, then I'd be like, all right, this, you guys screwed up on this. I'll be but, honest, it kind of bugs me, but I'll probably play it anyway because it sounds fun. If it's fun, so, it won't matter. But I'd rather play yeah. Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. I'm very excited for that game God, too. For the record, really, because. I don't know why. It looks like a fun beat em up game where that game just... was fun before and it will probably still be a blast. Like, right. And I've never played one. Thank so. God. Yeah, because I love the first two as well. Um, like, thank God that's on the Switch, though. So you can go, like, yeah, it looks kind of right. shitty, but it's on the Switch. Um, mm-hmm. I'm playing Diablo. You know, and... That game looks like poop, but man, it's so much fun. Does it? That's too right. bad because it looks gorgeous on the Xbox and PC. Well, I mean, it um, does, but it looks 2012 gorgeous. Like it, it's, it's not. It is 2012. It, it is seven years old, and it it lo- it it doesn't look bad because it's it's top down, right? Like you're not really yeah. getting up close, but it yeah. it's not. I think that's the the thing that worries me though about that game is that it looks like 2013 right. good and, and it's, it's a not. 2019 game <laughs> right. um, it does not look that distinguishable from the version of that that I played on like the 360 
Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever, I, it's fine. It's also probably good to note that they said it's going to be an ongoing service type game, similar to possibly Destiny, where they're going to be adding a bunch of new heroes. They're going to be adding some new regions on the map to go to. They said no random loot boxes or pay to win scenarios. It seems weird they included the word random. Does that mean they're going to be? This, that there might be get a lot of crap for that, right? Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. They said it's coming to PC, Xbox, PS4, and Stadia. So yeah, could be good. We shall see. Uh, last up is Nintendo. I actually only watched this direct this morning, and man, the more I watch Nintendo direct directs, like the more they drive me insane. But <laughs> I love fun. them. They're my probably my favorite, and this is probably my favorite thing to watch. Really? I I hate the pacing of them and I hate like do you do you have you ever tried listening to it without watching it? No. No. It, <laughs> don't like cuz I then that's what I was doing. Like I just had it up on my second monitor and I was watching it this morning. Like all of a sudden all their games sound just crazy cheesy and I think it's mostly because a lot of the games that they're showing, especially for a thing like this, are currently in Japanese. And so right. they just have, like, people talking over the top of them. And so it sounds like like bad YouTube videos that people are like, <laughs> I don't know. Hey, guys, look over here. It's a dragon. It, they just yeah. they don't sound good. Um, but I also just like the, you know, it's weird to me that, and it's totally not their fault, but it's weird that one of the guys has a dude translating for him over the top of him talking. Yeah. And, it, yeah, I don't know. It is They're, strange that fine. they couldn't just make two versions of this. Right. Right. Just have Doug Bowser do right. it. Right. Like, I agree that that would probably make more sense. And it would it would probably get it across a little better for both audiences. Uh-huh. So, like, I mean, when we see Luigi's Mansion, I'm going to be excited. Like, I don't care if uh, someone's translating it for me or not. Like, yeah. But, Right. Those, they just seem so awkward to me. But let's talk about Luigi's Mansion 3 because I want this game real bad. This is probably the most excited game I am that was shown by Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've never fully played a Luigi's Mansion. I've played like a couple hours of, I think, the first one on GameCube. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of fun with it, and I think this one looks just that much more fun. It seems like there might be a co-op mode. Yeah, there kind is. Kind of yeah. with Gooigi, yeah. which is real weird. Um, but yeah, it seems like the premise is that you're staying at this hotel with Mario, Peach, and Toad. Obviously, it's haunted. Um, it's I don't know much about the Luigi's Mansions games, but they're adding a bunch of new weapon moves for the sucky machine. I don't know what it's called. No, that's what it's called. It's a sucky machine. The, oh, okay, cool. Uh, oh, but never mind. Um, yeah, so you got Luigi. You can play co-op with him, it seems, and he can go into some areas that... You won't normally be able to with Luigi. I don't know. It looks like fun. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm super hyped for it, and I'm really excited that it has co-op as well. So They're um, also adding some weird multiplayer mode yeah, to it. Coming this year? Yeah, they didn't say a date, which I think is a little odd, but all right. It's all right. Whatever. Definitely cool. Um, I actually am super hyped for Link's uh, – is it literally called Link's Awakening Remake? I don't know. I, but, I mean, that's what it said in the video too, and I think that's super is strange. It? Yeah. Um, Hopefully they that game that last looks word. <laughs> right. <laughs> it just seems weird, but it looks really cool. I love like the aesthetic of it. Everything looks kind of yeah plasticky. The right word. Um, it looks like kind of like a Toy Story right? kind of aesthetic. Yeah, and maybe that's what I'm going for more because like plasticky sounds like it would be a negative, and there's nothing negative about the aesthetic of this game. It just looks super fun. I never played um, the original Link's Awakening, and this one just looks really good. So, really, yeah. really excited for that. Um, I uh, 
I also am not a big Zelda fan. However, this also looks really cool to me. The only Zelda that I've actually fully liked was the original NES one. So in this one being a kind of top-down Link uh, Zelda game as well is very appealing to me. I don't think it's a day one game for me, but I think I'm definitely going to buy it at some point, even though they'd never go on sale. It's coming out in September. I don't know if it, if it's 60 bucks. Like, I don't think I'll pay $60 for a yeah. made Zelda game, but it looks good. So that is coming, coming soon, too. That's only like three months from now. Um, yeah. Contra Rogue Core. Oh my God, man. I, I did not did actually see, see this. this. I, I've, I've watched the Nintendo Direct twice, and I've missed it both times. Dylan, did you see this I, game? This the Contra game? Oh my god. It, I'm not even joking when I say it to you. This literally looked like a PS2 game. It's not good. And it, it was I don't I don't mean to be harsh, but I honestly don't know how this got through onto the direct. Yikes. Like it did not look good at all. Um I mean the best news about this was that the new Contra collection's coming out on Switch and it was available right then and there. Oh, very nice. But I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know why they're making a new Contra game that looks like it's from the PS2. That's but definitely not I mean, good. go for it. Definitely not good. Um, kind of cool news. Like I like my prediction, uh, and I don't want to say prediction because I knew it was never going to happen. But like the the hope, the dream was that uh, you were going to get Nintendo popping up, and like Phil Spencer was going to like wander in, talk to Doug Bowser, they were going to shake hands, and they're like, "Hey, Xbox Game Pass is coming to the Switch. We're going to call it Switch Game Pass," um, or Something like that. I, there's a lot of possibilities, I think, of that kind of partnership we're seeing between Nintendo and Xbox. That did not happen. But what we did see is a handful of games like Super Lucky's Tale and Minecraft Dungeon, which are 100% Microsoft IPs, uh, coming over to uh, the Switch, which is not the first time it's happened. Uh, remember that Cuphead was also one of those yep. games. So, you know, even if that's all it is, is Microsoft letting developers take some of those exclusive games and put them on the switch. Like it's a good first step. I'll take it. It's very cool. Uh, I like it a lot. Next up animal crossing. Uh, was supposed to come out, I think in like September, they said this year, Yeah, September, October of this year. And it has been pushed back to the, the beginning, like first quarter of next year, I believe uh, spring ish, March 20th, spring ish. Um, Everything on the internet actually says that this was literally to not kill their developers. Um, yeah. It was just they couldn't get it done, and so they had the choice to crunch or delay. And, and Nintendo is making a pretty big deal about the fact that we needed to let our developers develop this in a time that was sane. And that is something that I hope we hear a lot more of because I don't like it when you hear the developers are working 70, 80 hours days to get video games done. So... Um, I don't play Smash Bros. I don't play Smash <laughs> Brothers. Um, you guys both play Smash Brothers, though, right? Not really, no. but Dylan I does. I do play Smash Brothers. Um, I'm, I'm, I do think this is kind of big news, though. I'm really similar to yeah. the Minecraft and Super Lucky Tale. I'm really happy for Smash brothers players that they keep getting all these cool announcements about new people coming to smash brothers but really what i wanted was a banjo kazooie game not banjo kazooie to come to smash brothers i like everyone like lost their mind like it's coming i'm like no no it's i think it's a step in the right direction sure it could be i mean i think it's really cool it is cool that rare who is a microsoft owned company is is making this happen phil spencer was quoted as saying like yeah it was the easiest decision in the world so i I think it's great i just 
my microphone just like <laughs> just slid away. <laughs> um, I think it's really cool, but I, I don't know. I wanted a real banjo game. Um, are you excited, Dylan? Oh yeah, this is like I think if you could pick one character to add to Super Smash Bros, this would be the one. One hundred percent, I agree with that too. Fits so perfectly within the game. Um, Were you disappointed by the first? DLC character that was announced who I don't even know, Dragon Quest guy. Yeah. <laughs> if you play Dragon's Quest, I like, get, that's probably more of a Japanese. Right. That's probably like. pretty cool for people who like Dragon Quest. I like Dragon Quest Builders. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was a really cool reveal that they did for Banjo. They trolled you with a duck hunt dog at first, and then they brought in Banjo. And I was like, all right, that's cool. I mean, I think it's really cool that Microsoft and Nintendo are willing to work with each other, even on things like this. I don't know. Those, like, troll, like, those Nintendo Direct trolls, like, they're kind of tugging at me, though. Like, this one, and then which one was the last one they did where they were uh, teasing Animal Crossing, actually? And instead, it was just, like, a, a little, like, oh, no, it's not happening. They're coming to, I think they actually went to Smash Brothers too. So, I don't know. Yeah. Like, Cool. I, it would be cool to have a new a new banjo game, but I guess Rare's real busy making Sea of Thieves, so whatever. It's fine. Um, and then uh, you prepare to be shocked. I know you guys have already <laughs> all seen this, but you will not believe what is happening right this very second. Um, I, I'm going to I'm going to spoil things in saying this thing has probably also been happening every day for the last thirty years. Um, there's a Zelda game in development. <laughs> Whoa. I had no idea. Right? Who would have thought that a game that at one point in time was outselling the own, the, like the console that it was on, <laughs> that like it had a 106% attach rate, they would make a second one. <laughs> like, are you shocked? Because I was shocked. I was flabbergasted. <laughs> flabbergasted. I don't know. It was a weird, I mean, cool. Yeah, right? Whatever. Zelda fans. I think it's always cool to know that your favorite series is in development, even if you kind of already knew it anyway. Um, I mean, I don't know. do you think that there has been a time since the verse, the first Zelda came out that a Zelda game has not been being made? I mean, that's literally got to be like, what, 30 or 40 years worth of continuous Zelda development? I, yeah, I would imagine. Anyway, yeah, it's great. Like, I hope the weapons don't break this time. Um <laughs> I'll play it. I'm sure it's Zelda. That's that's cool. Yeah, I so. I hope they can make a few changes based on uh, the first Breath of the Wild because I think there is a game that I would really like to play there. And I a lot of people sorry, keep um, going. and a lot of people did like it, obviously. And I don't think it's very selfish of me. The things that I think could change. Uh, no, right. they're pretty I think everyone would enjoy the game better if if like cooking could be expedited and your weapons weren't just made of sand or something <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people were theorizing that it might be co-op with the Zelda and Link being in the same I... area doing some same stuff I'm a, I don't know if that'll happen, but that would kind of be a cool twist on the Zelda series. You know, I think the thing is, is like that might be the twist that actually gets my wife to play that game with me. So right. that'd, that'd be cool. It'd be very cool. Um, that's it. That's it for E3. E3 was... That was E3. How would you... Uh, tell, tell me real fast. How would you rate E3 this year, Vinny? I would say it started off with a bang with Xbox, and I think Bethesda did pretty well. I think Ubisoft did great. Uh, minus the ending, 
And then other than that, I'm not a big Nintendo fan for other than, you know, a couple of select games. So Luigi's Mansion and what's exciting and the rest is kind of cool for me. Uh, I'm very excited for Marvel's Avengers. Other than that, Square Enix's I didn't enjoy. But overall, I had a good time. I always have fun having watching a bunch of game, yeah. games. It, it's like everyone says, it's like Christmas for me, just being able to see a bunch of new games that are coming out within the next year or two or four or however long. 100% same. Did you watch enough of it to uh, to give it a grade, Dylan? I, it was fine. It's not really my thing. I don't. This isn't the thing I enjoy as much as you guys do. I think um, sure. I don't. I don't really actively seek trailers and see what's coming and anticipate that way. I think I used to like it a little bit more when I saw stuff in magazines, but I kind of sometimes I feel like you get burned when you when you anticipate. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm calloused and old at this point. <laughs> Like you get hyped for Agents of Mayhem and then it just sucks. So I'd rather just like yeah. play a game when it's out and then really dive into it more than than really getting hyped ahead of time. I don't know. So so the good news um, when you get to be my age, Dylan, is you'll you'll sit through three and you'll watch all these trailers and like two weeks from now you're like, what was that? Yeah, like, I don't, I don't. That game sounded cool. I think. Um, and then, like, it'll get closer to the release date. They'll release a new trailer. You're like, oh, right, that game did look cool. Right. It's, it, it's it's kind of a blessing um, more than you'd think. You'd I, I like twice. this year. Yeah, exactly. It's every day is a new day. Um, I thought the Xbox um, conference was incredible. It was – I've always been a big fan of the way they run their conferences, and I thought that this year was even better than the last two, and I thought the last two were incredible. Um, Bethesda was fine. Um, Ubisoft was fine. Nintendo was fine. Um, it, it seems to be kind of that way every year where I like, I watch the, the Xbox one and it's so good that all of the rest of them kind of pale in comparison. Um, right. and it doesn't help. I don't think that like Ubisoft and Bethesda kind of make a very specific kind of game. Um, mm-hmm. you watch the, the Ubisoft one, you're like, Oh, Hey, it's ghost recon. Oh, Hey, it's some other Tom Clancy game. Ooh, another Tom Clancy game. Right. Um, that's fine. Like it's it not, nothing against them or what they do. I think their games are great, but it it makes for kind of a weird presentation where when your things are all kind of similar. Right. So. I think that's kind of all right. I think that might be my with the reason I don't like E three as a whole very much. Maybe is because there's so much stuff, and ultimately yeah. I'm interested in about twelve of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas yeah. like if I go to PAX. I can kind of actively seek things I'm interested in, right? Yep. If I had like a breakdown hyperlinked schedule to this time to set an alarm that boop, it's going to pop up and show me Rainbow Six stuff at 1227 on Thursday. And like, I don't have to watch anything else, but then you end up sitting through stuff that you don't care about. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. And that's kind of how the, that's how the Microsoft conference is for me. It's an hour and a half long and I love 90% of it. And this year, mm-hmm. 50% of it was going to be free to me, which is incredible. So, um, that's cool. Anyway, I think that wraps up our E3. Um, I actually have another podcast to record tonight, so I've got to wrap this one up. Um, before I do, I'd like to thank our patrons real fast. Uh, operator Jack, of course, our friend from thank Australia, you. Dylan, yeah, thank you. Adam is looking for uh, travel recommendations, so you might want to hook up with him. Uh, we have a new patron. His name is John Tippins. I don't know anything about him. So, John, you should totally come hang out on our Discord, Discord. Or, I'm sorry, bitemepodcast.com slash Discord and introduce yourself. Uh, Megan Phillips, uh, another new-ish uh, 
patron, but she she is in our Discord, so that's cool. Um, Michael, he told me how to pronounce his last name, and I was going to look it up before this, but I didn't. So it's just Michael, Michael from Canada. Good guy. Uh, Tom McDermott, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, Joe Cole Jr., Kevin Schuld, and of course... Vinny and, and Dylan are making faces at each other. One of their doorbells is ringing. It's all this thing's just going to hell. You know, um, could possibly be here. But, but at the same time, Mr. Vinny, uh, you can find us at bitemepodcast.com. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash bitemepodcast. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash bitemepodcast. Go on our Discord at bitemepodcast.com slash Discord. Um, you can follow Vinny at uh, twitch.tv slash devinster. Um, That's right. Any, anything else? Did I miss anything? I don't think so. Um, I guess maybe, maybe okay, here we're going to do. As I'm going to count, you guys both, you both lead us out, okay? So three, two, one. Bye. Bye. That was really good. Good, good job, guys. Fight me. Fight me. Fight me. Fight me. Fight me. Fight me.